0: We'd like to welcome Karen Alexander to Candidate Conversations. Karen, welcome. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've lived in the community for a while, but there may be some people in the community who are not familiar with uh, you.
1: Okay, well, my name is Karen Alexander, and thank you for having me. And my family has been in the community since my parents bought a home here in 1963. And we moved here in March of... 64 when I was in kindergarten, so I attended Douglas Elementary, I attended Plymouth Junior High, which is no longer here, and I graduated from Webster, I'm a Mizzou graduate, and I I received my MBA from Webster University, so I am a Webster girl. And uh, I'm just really, I would say, my, my passion is housing, I've been in real estate finance for 36 years. And for 29 of those 36 years, I was on the front lines, a loan officer, and that was my job, was to educate homeowners on the process of buying a home and getting them into a home. And through the financial crisis, I always tell the story, I like to explain it, I walked away from more money than I ever made because I just didn't, I wouldn't do subprime loans. And at the height of the financial crisis in 2008, I enrolled in graduate school at the age of 50, so I was the oldest person in the class most of the time. But it was really exciting during that period. But when I graduated in 2012, I was hired by Citibank, which is where I work now. So for the last seven years, I've been a compliance officer for Citibank, so my responsibility there is to make sure we're following the laws, rules, and regulations for federal and state and county, and that we're following the corporate policies and procedures. And I specifically support um, government and community lending.
0: Okay. So, why are you running for city council, Karen?
1: Well, I'm running for city council because I feel about city government as I do about voting. If you don't participate. You can't complain. And over the last year or so, and again, I started really paying attention—not paying attention, but really attending the city council meetings last year with with uh, for. So I've been attending them for about a year now, pretty consistently. And there hasn't been a person of color on the board since Tony Hellhunt, and so that's been, I think, two terms now. And I found myself saying to too many people, and I heard myself saying too many times, you need to get on city council. We need a person of color on the council. And then I finally said, well, why don't you do it? And so that's why I, des- I decided to run, because you know, I need to be engaged. And one of the things that I've been learning through this process is that the primary role of city council is to be a good steward of the resources for the city. And so I've been really looking and learning a lot about what that looks like, what it pertains, what what you have to do and what's involved, as well as I'm really passionate about housing affordability because I'm concerned that It's becoming increasingly difficult for people to be able to afford to live here. And I make a distinction between affordable housing and housing affordability. Affordable housing primarily addresses low-income housing, which there is a need for, and there are a lot of programs for that. But I'm talking about housing affordability, and for me, housing affordability addresses individuals that exist in what I call the gap, and that's the gap between low-income and the wealthy. That's blue-collar, that's white-collar, Those are teachers, those are uh, public employees, those are our first responders. And we have great teachers, we have great first responders, firemen, and a lot of them them cannot afford to live in Webster. And so I would really like to work with city council, with the, with, uh, the mayor, with the city manager, and with fellow council members to look at the different things that we can do to address housing affordability.
0: Okay, what are the pressing issues? Obviously you've talked about housing, Mm -hmm. but what are the pressing issues currently facing the city? Immediate problems.
1: I would say immediate problems, housing would be one of them. And I think it's the balance between, what, what type of balance can we strike between our revenue? whether revenue is coming from retail or whether revenue is coming from housing, real estate taxes. And I think that there's a balance that we have to strike with that because, and again, I've had conversations with people through this process and I'm listening and learning and seeing what people's concerns and interests are. And one of the perspectives that I really had to remind myself of is that Webster, we've decided, is a bedroom community. It's a real estate, I mean, a housing community. And we like to, walk, to be able to walk the neighborhoods and everything. But again, you know, the taxes are high. We have that challenge. But the other thing is we have to be careful about striking a balance because I hear a lot of people say things, well, we need more retail. And we need to get retail, you know, retail establishments in here beyond just restaurants so that that can help to settle the the burden on the homeowners, but as I've been learning, is that that doesn't exactly work the way people think it does. So when you look at revenue from sales taxes, we don't get to keep all of that. That's shared, that goes into a pool with other municipalities. And then when we talk about the re- the real estate taxes. Now that's the portion that we get to keep, but about sixty percent of that goes to the school district, the city for the for city administration and firemen and police. We only get about nine percent of that. The special school district gets about thirteen percent, and then there's the, it's split up um, amongst a couple of other buckets. But people say, well, Kirkwood has a lot of. Uh, this and that. Well, we don't have the land Kirkwood has, and you have to be careful what you ask for because one of the things that Kirkwood did, in my opinion, is they wiped out an entire historically black community to put up Walmart. That whole target, target, all of that. So be careful what you ask for because, in my opinion, if they were to do that, they would go straight down Brentwood, which you got to the porter portion of it that's still called Kirkham. That was originally Shady Creek. But, and now they've changed part of the name of some of it to Brentwood. If they're going to do that, they're going to go straight down that corridor, and then they're going to wipe out North Webster. That's what I think, if that were to happen. We don't want that to happen. So I think one of the things is a balance of how do we um, expand the housing that we need and keep the bedroom community that we like and stimulate our resources, our income, but, you know, balance that with our retail. How, how do we do that? I think that's a challenge. Yeah, so that's,
0: that solution of, of balancing, you know, what, is, what does that look like? You know, because mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a very good point about how do you balance the retail and the residential. What, what are some other solutions that you have for that particular issue of that uh, housing and balancing that revenue out?
1: Well, I think that because we don't have any more land— then we have to look at how can we get more into smaller spaces. And right now, our zoning only allows multifamily properties in areas where they already exist. So in Webster, that's very few areas. And if the zoning, and the the city's already looking at this and working on this, if we can start looking at different types of housing, whether you have townhomes where you've got two and four unit properties, smaller footprint, smaller properties, maybe now that's more affordable for blue collar, white collar, teachers, first responders, And you generate revenue for the city that we're able to keep because we get to keep our real estate taxes. But on a lot, on a property where maybe you previously had one home, now you have two. So we're kind of approaching it, I think, that way from a density perspective. And there's being in real estate finance for most of my career, I know that nationwide there is a movement towards smaller homes. And so I think that you get more into lesser space and you generate more of the revenue that we actually get to keep more of
0: okay now we've talked about issues that are facing the city currently what do you foresee are some issues down the future like five eight ten years down the road
1: well one of the ones is going to impact the community five eight potentially 10 years down the road, is that we, uh, Steve Wiley's retiring. And in his retiring, we're going to need to hire a new city manager. And the role of the city manager is extremely important, and it has to do with how we manage the city. And I mean, that's one of the things we're going to have to do immediately that has an impact, a long-term impact. I think that uh, I think we're also the school district is something that is extremely uh, important to Webster, and it's a it's a cornerstone of the community. But I think that as the population ages, and again I keep going back to the issue of housing. um, But as the population ages, I think we're gonna we're gonna be looking at what is that percentage that's actually of our real estate taxes and what have you that are going to the schools, what's that going to look like? And how is it going to impact the schools down the road? I think that could be something that's really going to be on our radar, and and especially if we continue on a path where young families with children can't afford to live here, then you're going to have fewer people that have an interest in devoting that much money to the school district. Mm
0: -hmm. So what do you, what impact do you believe you will have as a a member of the city council?
1: Well, I think first of all, as a professional woman of color, single woman, I think I will bring a different perspective to city council. Um, And My strength has really, even in my professional career, personal career, has been to collaborate and to facilitate change. And I'm a listener and I'm a learner. And I am perfectly capable and actually thrive on learning and getting different perspectives and seeing what those are and how those apply to the situation at hand and seeing how we can make them work together. So I'm a collaborator and I get things done and I think that that's an important characteristic to have.
0: So what role do you believe the city of Webster Groves plays in St. Louis County and also in the metropolitan region at large?
1: I think that Webster Groves is a good example from the uh, perspective of, of what we've done with, with the school district. And uh, I think that we can use that to, you know, maybe to help some of the other areas that could use some assistance. I mean, and I don't know exactly what that looks like because there's a, there's a big difference between city uh, city council and school board and the school board so but just saying one of our strengths is definitely our uh um our schools our school district um i think that right now one of the things in terms of of the neighborhoods or or what we can contribute is what i'm learning is we're becoming a real big food scene and i think that that's going that's playing a bigger role in bringing people to the area. And and I think, too, just sharing with the area what Webster has to offer. And, I, and we see that between Shrewsbury, Rock Hill, and Webster with the Chamber of Commerce and the things that are done through the Chamber of Commerce where those cities collaborate. And I think the things that are being done through the Chamber of Commerce with those communities can even be broadened, and I think in that you see businesses supporting each other, mm-hmm. and I think that Webster's can pay it, continue to play a considerable role with that. You
0: mentioned collaboration a lot and you know, bringing a different perspective. What else can people expect from you on the city council?
1: I think that first of all, they can expect me to listen and learn and really try to hone in on what is possible and and what people want. I mean, I'm not a jump in and holler and scream and the squeaky wheel gets the oil holler just to be hollering. I wanna make sure that I can affect change. And I think that the most important thing about that is first of all, learning what you can change, learning what's what the Citizens are concerned about and what the citizens want to see and then looking at that through a lens of what's actually Possible, you know, what can we change? What can we do? And and again one of the things that I learned there just recently just getting a better understanding of how the retail uh, the revenue streams work um, I mean, I think they they can Expect me to be a representation a represent to represent all of Webster I'm not just here to represent one part of Webster I'm here to represent all of Webster and to listen because the same issues that we have in North Webster in terms of um, Affordable housing are the same issues that they have in South Webster and so what they can really expect is for me to represent all of Webster and to listen
0: So do you have anything else that you would like the listeners to know about your candidacy for city council?
1: I would like everybody to know that first of all I am running to represent all of Webster and that I recognize that our primary goals on city council are to be good stewards of the resources of the city and that I will listen and that I want to do everything I can so that the people that, live, that, that work here can afford to live here and that seniors that have lived and worked and raised their families here can afford to retire here. And I would like to do everything I can to make that happen.
0: So Karen, when individuals go to vote, where will they find you on the ballot?
1: They will find me second on the ballot. There's Emerson, and then I'm second, and then there's Sarah, and then I believe that's Kathy Hart, and then there's Dan. Me and.
0: Karen Alexander, we appreciate you coming in today, and we look forward to your successful candidacy.
1: Thank you very much for having me.